Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia. All right, thanks so much for joining me, you guys. This is uh, going to be one of my podcasts that's not airing, so you can check out exploringmindandbody.com for all past episodes. And I put a lot of these on. Some of them go on my trueformlife.com website, and all of them go on after they're published on the site. They go on my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash trueformlife. So I'm fresh out of the gym, fresh off the beach, and I'm feeling fantastic. <laughs> I just took a quick trip down to Los Angeles, and I had an absolute blast. You know, I'm, I'm kind of struggling, or I don't like the word confused, but uh, I kind of feel a little confused because I'm so inspired. I always get inspired when I, when I leave. You know, I go a little on a vacation. I come back home. I always feel inspired, but... At the same time, I'm drained, so I'm I'm not really sure what emotions are, are going on right now. I did have a presentation only a week ago, and L.A. was such a fury of different events and lifestyle and emotions that I'll talk about shortly. But that presentation was you know was incredible, such an incredible experience. I don't think I've ever felt so <laughs> vulnerable before, but for my words and actions, I think I'll do a, a whole show on it, but. It was just, you know, talking behind a mic. And I've done smaller presentations before. This is the first time I've had, you know, such a big audience. But in an audience, I don't know. And like I said, I felt so vulnerable because I'm here talking behind a mic. You don't see people texting on their phone. You don't see people falling asleep. And then at the same time, you're trying to figure out if they had a tough morning, if your speech is boring. So... It was, it was such an incredible experience. I'm so grateful to have that opportunity, but I want to talk about that in another show. So, like I said, I just got back from Los Angeles, and I want to tell you a quick story about the seal I saw on the beach. So, I traveled all over the world. I've been to beaches in Australia, uh, different islands in Hawaii, different beaches in California, and I've never seen uh, a real live seal or sea lion. I don't know the difference by the way. <laughs> so, and it was so cool. There was, it looks like, it looked like an otter. It was very small, not small, it was small until I got closer, but it seemed so comfortable around people. And I've actually seen seals swim with surfers, but never on the beach. So this seal was sitting on the beach and I was like, why isn't everyone running over to this thing? So I thought, you know, everyone was just used to seeing a seal on the beach and it just kind of waddled. It was funny. It was almost like a penguin. So it waddled back and forth, and then some kids saw it, and the kids ran over to it and tried to pet it, <laughs> and it jumped back into the ocean. So, And then not too long later, it swam down the sea, um, the shoreline, and then it popped back out, looked around a little bit. There were some more people came close, so it jumped back in the ocean. So that was pretty cool. I actually put some pictures up on my Facebook page. Again, that's facebook.com slash true form life and then my weekly newsletter I, so I talked about that in my in my newsletter and I send that out every more every Monday morning so that's radio shows videos recipes and my perspective on different things but you can subscribe at trueformlife.com there's just a side widget or there is even a free ebook on the top uh, tabs on exploring mind and so anyways if you want to be a part of our community I send newsletters and emails out every every morning so, anyways, that was cool. It was, it was so. Uh, I feel like I live two different lifestyles <laughs> when I'm in Los Angeles. I really do. I feel like, feel like when I'm at home, when I'm in Canada, there's. I live in a smaller town. It's about 40 minutes north or south to get to a bigger city, 
And so there's not I, there's not too many places to go out to eat. I don't go out here to party. I see friends, you know, every once in a while or family. But I basically work from when I get up to when I go to sleep, which is fine because I'm, I enjoy that. But when I go down to L.A., it's completely different. I, I go through my same morning routines. I do. I talked about that in the previous show called Morning Routines for Success and how the most successful people in the world have morning routines. And... Well, I have mine, but mine doesn't change. I make a green smoothie, except instead of going to my yoga mat, I go down to the beach when I'm in L.A. I'd use the neti pot. If you want to check that out, that's at trueformlife.com slash neti pot. And I just, I just, there's just a picture of it. I'll show you what a neti pot looks like. You pour it down your nasal, in your nose, in your nasal cavity, clear it out. And uh, that's just something that I do. I, I already talked about that, so I won't get into details about that. Yeah, I don't I don't really go out here. I don't really do much but work. So when I was in LA, I did have the opportunity to do to work with some clients online. I do some online coaching, so I'll I'll plug that at the end of the show. But I worked I did a little bit of work. I did some social media. But for the most part, we hung out, you know, went to the beach, rode up up along the strand in South Bay. There's this strand. Well, it goes all the way up to Santa Monica, I believe, and it goes right along the beach. So riding bikes every day, working out most days. And then they have happy hours, so you might have a beer and uh, and uh, hors d'oeuvres or appetizers that aren't usually healthy. <laughs> but then, of course, they got, in, at least in California, they have Taco Tuesdays, which they have cheap tacos. So it's just an entirely different lifestyle. And sometimes I joke and I say, I feel like a superhero. <laughs> because one life is like Clark Kent, and the other life is complete opposite, Superman. I'm not a big comic hero guy, comic book hero guy, superhero guy. Anyways, you know, when I came back feeling inspired, one of the things I did was I want to tell you about is batching. So I've done this from time to time, but I, I slowly fade away from it over time for some reason. But all batching is, is doing more of your activities at one time. So for me, writing, I can batch. I batch when I write because... When you, I need to be in a proper mind frame. So usually first thing in the morning, I write a few blog posts. So I write a few short um, stories or things of my perspective on my social media pages. And then I post them. But setting up or getting in the right mind frame or motivated or taking down, whatever you're doing, it takes time. Everything from laundry to homework, whatever it is you're doing, can be batched. So when I came back, so I, I set up my weeks now instead of usually I'm all kind of all over the place. So, for, for example, I took Tuesday and today I'm like Tuesday today. I'm going to do more uh, blog posts or sorry, podcasts on on Tuesdays. I'm going to do more radio stuff. I always do my interviews on Tuesdays. That's just the time I book in the studio and I'm going to do more sponsor sponsorships, like a full time job, <laughs> reaching out and finding new sponsors or whatever it is, affiliate links. I'm working with. I'm going to start working with a company here. So there's a lot of different things around sponsorship, but so much around radio, writing blog posts and finding interviews and recording and editing. So if I take that the, the entire day, and I do, I also do that around clients, mind you. So I have a few clients on Tuesday. I try not to book too many because I have radio stuff and radio interviews booked already. So. Anyways, that's just something to help me plan my day a little more. Social media is another one. So instead of, sometimes I feel like social media runs my life and I don't want it to be like that. I want I want to run social media, not the other way around. So uh, I sat down and Monday I wrote all, my entire week, my entire week's blog post or whatever you call them, status updates on 
my Facebook page, for example. I do the same on Twitter. So, and then and then I go there once a day instead of trying to think of things to write or or always being having something to post on my mind. So this week it's only been a couple of days, but this whole week has been changed because I'm not thinking about managing my social media posts. I go I'll go on there once in the morning and once in the afternoon just to respond to questions or comments, and that's it. So that's a big kind of batching kind of deal for me. So same thing with my clients. I like to batch my clients. So if I'm at the gym, I put a couple of them together. So I'm not, you know, running back and forth. Uh, but when I was in LA, I had the chance to talk to, I actually had a chance to see my man, Larry Mahoney. <laughs> Shout out. 311, what up, Larry? I haven't seen Larry in a long time, five years or something like that. And I went to college with Larry, his wife. I got to see his uh, wonderful wife, Amy. She came to meet us for dinner down at the pier in Hermosa Beach. And so cool. I didn't get a chance to see their meet their kids yet, but we're gonna go back this summer and meet them. But Larry was very influential in my baseball career. So Larry's a he was a great coach. I think Larry's one of those people that was always kind of meant to be a coach. He you know he loves the game and he knows so much about it. And later on in my career, uh, I started training with him and working with him. And and I didn't you know I I don't think back too much. I'm always usually thinking toward the future. But when I thought thought back and and talked to Larry a little bit, I realized he was a big a big influence for me to move forward and play at the professional level and play overseas and and do what I did just because he took time to help me use some resources the you know the field with me help me with my swing and there's just a lot he did so thank you for that Larry I don't know if I ever actually thanked you <laughs> it's funny through throughout my travels Larry was telling me about how I would call him about how I got cut and I honestly quite literally got cut more times than I could count so I'd go to different tryout camps or I'd go to a spring training or, or whatever happened and I would get cut and I'd call Larry. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, Larry, I got cut again. <laughs> and it's not wasn't funny at first because it was really hard on me because I dedicated my life to this sport. And I would train three times a day and I'd meet Larry at times once a day. And... You know, and Larry just said it was. He just said it was. It was always impressive, or I'm not quite sure what what he was. Maybe inspiring that I, I would just I would just go to the next tryout, so I wouldn't quit. And I would just move on, and I'd love to have Larry on the show one of these times just to talk about, uh, how, you know, how he does training, and also you know what it was like for me coming up, and it was really cool to just to hear him talk about me and how he just said how I was so quiet. And I really didn't say much. And then he heard a few years later, we kind of lost touch for a couple of years there while I was traveling all over the world. And he said that, you know, he couldn't believe I had a radio show because I really was the quietest person around. And now I'm up here talking to thousands of people, which is crazy, crazy. <laughs> you know, I, I do want to get into the show. That was just a whole lot of talk about, you know, what, what I've been up to. I feel like I haven't been behind the mic for a couple of weeks here. And I want to talk about careful for what you ask for. So a lot of times, so I guess personally, I believe deep down we get what we really want in life. And that's is controversial. If you get into sickness or disease or heartache or whatever, hardships or tragedies, you know, so I'm not going to get into that too deep, but I honestly believe deep down, at least on our, our subconscious level, even a lot of our, you know, whatever the regular level is, um, we have issues, or we get exactly what we want out of life. So a lot of times we think or say we want one thing, but all of our actions point towards another way. 
and I think some of you can understand where I'm coming from. So if we say, oh, I want six-pack abs, and we go to the gym for 20 minutes once a week and eat processed food, then we really don't want six-pack abs. <laughs> and that was a past show, by the way, if you want to check that out, exploringmindandbody.com slash six-pack abs. And so I just, that's what I really believe. I truly believe in my soul that if if we, you know, we get what we want out of life. If that's what you really want, whatever you have, you've formed in some way. Subconsciously, your actions, whatever you have, you've taken yourself there. And I really think that we miss out on accountability or being responsible by responsible for our lives, I guess, by saying, oh, it wasn't my fault or I didn't I didn't mean for this to happen or you know, it was a struck of, it was a, it was luck or destiny. I don't like that destiny word because I think we can form our own destinies. I just really think that we should be careful for what we ask for because a lot of times I honestly believe we have what we want in life. So I want to use myself for example here when we talk about business. So business, you know, I guess for, let me talk about traveling first that, you know, I really like to travel. I love LA and I always talk about it and I, and I travel there often and but I really enjoy my home here. I have people that love me, I have people that support me. I have a very supportive, stress-free environment and I have family close, I have friends close. You know, it's always hard to leave Max, our family dog and I you know, sometimes I see him once a week or once every two weeks or or I see him for a week in a row, but he's hard to leave as well, so you know, when we think about the things we want, a lot of times we don't appreciate the things we have. And I think that's an issue by always wanting and not appreciating. So if we can come from a place of appreciation, I think we'll be a whole lot happier in our lives. So I talked about my home. You know, this is home. This is home for me right now. And like I said, I've always had moving or living in L.A. on the back of my mind. And there's so many things I love about it. But at the same time, it's 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 not so easy just to pick up and go because of all the things that I can appreciate right now. And there's a lot of things that I could appreciate <laughs> moving forward, trust me. But I just want to bring that up. I want to make that a strong point because if we want fancy cars or big houses or a new life or a new job, there's other things that are going to come along with that that almost like side effects, let's say. You know, side effects from medication. <laughs> if you take medication for whatever reason, it always comes with side effects if it's not natural. And a lot of times we look at the pain going away right away but not the side effects, and there's always side effects. Um, so I guess business is one of the things I wanted to bring up for you guys. So business for me, uh, I think my my I, th I feel like I really feel like I'm coming to a turning point in my life where I'm starting to be recognized a little more. More clients are, are coming in. More traffic is coming through to my websites and to my my whatever my social media or my podcast, and it's more difficult for me to first of all have free time. And I like free time. <laughs> I do. And don't get me wrong. So I, I work, when I say I work all day long, I'll work for, I usually work to for about three hours and then I might go for a walk. I just, I need to clear my head. I need to do something different. I need to change my vision. Um, sometimes I nap. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy to someone that claims to be a workaholic, but I'll take, a, if I'm working all day long and three o'clock comes and I'm exhausted, just mentally, you know, I think mentally and emotionally exhausted from, Whatever I'm doing, I put in a lot of a lot of emotion into the things that I do, even in this 
in the even in this podcast. Sometimes I'm so exhausted that I know I have three or four clients in the evening. I take a twenty minute nap. I feel refreshed and ready to go. So I'm always I'm always changing things throughout the day. But you know, when it comes to business and getting busier, it's you know, it's very difficult. It's becoming difficult to do the things I usually do, like take free time or if Max is around, I'll take him for a walk or whatever whatever it is, you know, that's becoming more difficult. I talked about batching before, that's a big help. That's why I started to do that with social media and in the, the radio. A lot of things I'm doing is batching. And I'm reading this book. I just picked it up. I'm not quite sure what it's called. I think it's From Good to Great. I'm not quite sure the author right now. But he said, and it's, it's a fantastic book. He has all kinds of crazy research that he talks about. And I like the research end of it. And he says that it's not to, to find success. It's not what you need to be doing. It's what you need. It's, need, it's what you need to stop doing. And I think that's powerful because that happened to me in my life. When I read that book, when I read the book, The One Thing, now I have it right now. I, I read something from it every day. And that's at trueformlife.com slash the one thing. And it talked about how to reduce the things that you don't enjoy, the things that you shouldn't be doing, the thing that you don't want to be doing. So I sat down and assessed all the things that I was doing in life. And then I just kind of thought, I don't want to do that. That's not where I want my life to go or my business to go. And I had a First of all, I had a whole lot more free time, so I took a, sl a small step back, and then I kind of skyrocketed forward, and now I'm smack in the middle of struggling to answer emails, looking for assist assistant to help me out, finding ways to fit more clients in. So that's what I'm talking about when I say be careful for what you ask for because at least at this point in my life, and I honestly feel like it's just moving, still moving forward, is those things that I usually do or, or normally do my normal life, like taking some time for myself, it's it's diff difficult to come by. Just like when I said answering emails, like my I'm a kind of person that needs a clear email box. If my email box is full, I feel like my life is kind of cluttered. So it's so difficult to get through emails and I answer one email and three pop up. I answer three emails and eight pop up. So I feel like I'm always behind there. And then because I'm behind there, it feels like I'm behind in other areas in my life. So that's why I'm looking for an assistant. So that's kind of where I'm getting at. Because before I would clear up my inbox and then I'd be fine. I'd feel good. But at least at this point, I'm like, man, what am I going to deal with all these emails? So, but, but that's difficult for the clients I work with. It's difficult for new people you know, asking me questions or friends and family. They're like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, just trying to answer this email. So a lot of times I either have, I have two choices. The way I see it right now is not answer it or come, and I answer every email that comes through. So either not answer it for a couple weeks or I write a short email back instead of a page or a couple paragraphs. Now it's like a couple lines. And I know that feels feels to some people like I'm brushing them off, but there's just so much going on there. And that goes along with be careful what you ask for because if you, sure, I'm making more money, but I have less time. And sure, I have more clients, but now I have less time to give to each client. And I don't ever want to run into the, I don't ever want to run into not giving my all to each individual person. So that's something that I'm working on right now. Uh, and then, you know, I, I wrote down here when I'm on my notes here, I said my car, Cadillac. I've always wanted a Cadillac. And the only thing I think we can, I'm not one of those people that blame parents for everything, but I think we can relate to a lot of wants and needs and habits from childhood. And I remember in my grandma's, grandma's garage, there was always an, an old Cadillac in there. And sometimes we would sit in there and we would play in it. 
And for some reason, I've always wanted to have a Cadillac. So that's, of course, that's something been something on my mind that maybe I have enough money to buy a Cadillac or whatever it is. And, and, and uh, then I think I'm like, do I really need one? First of all, I don't really need one. And on, and on the other hand, I'm, I'm the kind of person, this is going to be hard to believe from those people in my past life, but I'm I'm pretty quiet and humble. And if I'm driving around in a brand new Cadillac, then, you know, people's heads are going to turn, especially living in a small town. So there's a- other things that come with it. There's, there's insurance comes with it, whether it's leasing or renting or uh, you got there's payments. So when I talk about that kind of stuff, you, you know, you really have to understand what you want in life. Is that what you really want? Because if it is, you should go after it. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have expensive cars or, or expensive watches or fancy houses, whatever you want. If you want that, I truly believe you should go after it, you know, and don't let anything get in your way. 100% full tilt. Go go get it. Go get it. <laughs> but if you really want to, th- if you really think about it for a second and understand if, and just understand if that's what you really want, because other things are going to come along with it. So for example, I'm talking about Looking at when you're walking on the on the strand or riding your bike or whatever you're doing, they're these huge multi million dollar houses, maybe billion dollar houses, and and I think to myself, man, it'd be cool to live in a house like that. But then I think again, and and I'm not quite sure if everyone thinks again. So first of all, could you imagine the taxes on a, on a big old house like that? <laughs> so and I know we all go, come to a point where we're like, I hope I have enough. Well, most of us do come to a point in our lives where I don't have to worry about taxes or any other side payments, but something else that I would think about is all the people around. So if you're in your small, tiny yard, (laughs) if you have a yard at all, there's always people walking by and they can see in your yard. There's not big fences there. So there's always people walking by. You're not going to have much privacy. The view is fantastic from your front windows and that's it. So if you look to your left or right or to the side of your house, your only vision or sight is the side of someone else's house. And I think that that would be hard for me to deal with because I would personally, I would like a place, you know, almost in the country. Do they have a country, country in the beach, country on the beach, <laughs> maybe in Malibu somewhere? I don't know. But I would like to be secluded a little bit because I like to be on my own and not have so many people around. So that's something that I think about that I kind of feel that should be thought about if you're like, oh, I would love to have that place on the on the beach. But you want to think about what suits you, if that's going to fit your personality. If you need someone to clean that house, if you need someone to look in it or take care of it when you're gone or if you're going to live in it all the time. So that's what I that's just that's those are just my thoughts around being careful what you ask for. Because I honestly think we want so many things out of life. We just want and want and want. But if you realize what you have, a lot of times what you have is more than than enough. A lot of times we have, you know what, I want to end off here with the Oscars. Because the Oscars just passed. I didn't actually watch them. I, I pulled up a video or YouTube to upload one of my videos. And... That's going to be, I have a True Form Life channel on YouTube if you're interested, but I pulled up the, they had, I think it was Julianne Moore, and I'm not great with stars. I do like movies, but I'm not great with names. Anyways, Julianne Moore had this crazy speech. It was so emotional. I was like, wow. That's how, that's all I thought was wow. And then I watched a few more speeches, and all the stars 
talked about they didn't talk about from rags to riches. They didn't talk about how broke they were. And it, like, if you look to sports athletes or rappers, that's what they talk about, like how much money they have. But I think if you could find your true happiness or your, your happy place in life or where you're content, you look at your family and you look at your health and you look from within. So all, the, all these people that went up there, at least the few that I watched, they talked about their family and their loved ones. They talked about how committed their husbands or wives were, how they're, how uh, well behave their children were and that showed something at least to me because we a lot we have that we have that uh, well, not all of us but most of us have a, a loving family we have friends that care about us and we have children we have a spouse or a significant other and all we're thinking about is what we don't have and i think that's i think that's an issue and causes problems around being happy because if we really thought about it we could be happy with exactly what we have but we don't see that. So I just wanted to bring that up. I'm going to wrap this up. We're going to, uh, I don't know, the 25-minute mark. So that's more than enough, I think, for you guys. Um, I just want to thank you for being here, being a part of this show. Uh, I don't like to talk about numbers, but no, my numbers are up. I looked at it, and I was surprised by you know, how many downloads are coming through. That means so much to me, more so because... I have a voice, and my and my thoughts and words get a chance to reach and maybe improve other lives. So I want to thank you for that. I want to let you know that we do. I do have that weekly newsletter that I send out. If you'd like to be a part of that, all past shows are going up on Trueform. Or sorry, exploringmindandbody.com. My main site is tr trueformlife.com. So you can sign up to that newsletter on either of those sites or look at, listen to past shows. And then personally, I'm doing online coaching. I'm doing a lot more traveling and I'm probably going to go check out the beach again this summer. So looking forward to seeing Larry and the kids and some of my other friends there. And I'm also working with my clients while I'm there. We do it through Skype and email support. So I work towards sustainable lifestyle changes. So talk about meal plans, grocery shopping lists. Nutrition is a big part of that. I look at your current lifestyle, um, the environment, the, the habits that you have formed. And if we can change habits to form more positively, uh, more positive habits in life, then we can improve your quality of life. So I'd love to help you do that. More information is at trueformlife.com. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening.